Did you know rugby balls used to be made out of bladders of animals? And one day a guy who owned a rugby ball company, his wife was blowing into a bladder to blow it up for his company's next range of rugby ball. But the bladder pushed back and she inhaled some of it. And unfortunately, she got disease and passed away, which led to the standardisation of rugby balls to the shape we now know today. Interested, eh? This episode of Why Aren't You Normal Epsom is with an old school friend of mine called Oliver Adams, who has been playing professional rugby for several years now and had a very good career, currently plays for London Scottish, has suffered injuries along the way, which led him to have to start looking elsewhere for a life that he could support himself with, aside from just rugby. We talk about the risks of being a professional sportsman alongside other things of Why Aren't You Normal Epsom, episode number five, the podcast that aims to question whether normality exists and is there a normal way you should be living your life or are there alternate hobbies and careers you can look to to feel more comfortable with yourself? Uh, I'd say that's a good intro. Enjoy. Hashtag make it wane. I'm going to flatter the guest here and say oh. this is a podcast that I've been looking forward to probably the most out of anything. So have I. Because through the power of Why Aren't You Normal Epsom, I've linked up with a friend who was essentially my best mate all the way through yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got to, we finished school and never saw each other ever again, do we? Eight that years, was it. Eight, eight years. Was it something eight, I said, eight, mate? Eight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I'm into it. This week is Oliver Adams. Uh, Oliver, Ollie, describe yourself in two sentences for the reason we've got you on the podcast. Like, what, okay, why aren't so, you normal? So I'm not normal because grew up in Epsom, moved away. Not many people do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you know I've gone on to play professional rugby. I had a having a relatively good career in that, um, and I think it's important that I come back. And reconnect my community where I grew up. Nice, yeah. So you've linked it Natural. all together. Yeah, That's the are. best answer we've had. <laughs> so, so the essential tagline would be that you are a professional rugby player. Yeah, is why I was most interested yeah. in in getting you on. Uh, there's a whole lot of dramatic, sad, emotional injury roller coasters that we we're going to go on about your career. So yeah. stick with it for that. But we'll start off with um, rugby as a whole. What? When did you first start playing rugby? So, first started when I was nine, nine years old. Um, local club, a lot of people go down the same route. They, you know, their dad takes them down there, get stuck in a young age. Playing football before that, still love football now. Um, but yeah, no, got played at school. We played together. Yeah, we did. The good yeah. old days. We um, actually were the Surrey champions, weren't we? What a day that we was. We played at Ember Court oh, in 2009 mate. or twelve. Or eleven or ten in that range. in in that bracket we yeah. won it didn't we what what a day what a day that was I still see it live yeah. I didn't I, actually get on the pitch Facebook but... did you not <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. I think I came on as a pity for for the last ten minutes I was at twelve Will got a sim bin so I had to take over at two and twelve Will what do I got a sim bin he did yeah shambles yeah so and and where and where do you you played in prop when we played together yeah that was early days that then was I'm... early. Moved to hooker. Because I was then, hooker and you took yeah, my spot, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to do a job at centre towards the end. 
in in, in the back line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you started off at school. You started at school rugby where we did quite well. And then, yep. um, where did you first start playing club rugby? So I was playing at London Irish Am. Well, I started Chipstead back in the day. Moved over to London Irish Amateurs, you know, with the idea of starting to take it a bit more seriously. Went into their academy system about fourteen, maybe fifteen, um, and then went through that. Left school where I left you boys behind. Yeah. About when I was about sixteen. Um, two years doing my A levels and playing as well. And then at 18, got my first professional contract at Irish. And then that was where... That's my... London Irish, isn't it? Yeah. For the newcomers, you have London <laughs> Irish, London Scottish, London Welsh. Yeah, London Cornish, London New Zealand. Oh, really? There's more than that? Oh, is that? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. That. How many? Do you actually know how many there is? No. Okay, That'd yeah. be weird if I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so London Irish. Yeah. Um, did, well, I did well, had a good season, played um, England under 18s. That was a real highlight for me. And then... About halfway through that season, big old nasty knee injury, first of two. Um, and then as a result of that first injury, went off to uni, did my degree, drank some pints, yeah. you know, got back into rugby and towards the end of that was stepping back towards professional again. And this is pretty much the same knee injury to the other knee this time. Really? Um, it's a bad timing, you know, writing my dissertation, doing exams in a leg brace, having surgery. It wasn't fun. Um, but I was very lucky to sign a contract coming out of uni, back into professional rugby. That's with London Scottish, where I'm at now. Yeah. I'm in my second year now, fit-ish, um, playing rugby, enjoying it. Yeah. But uh, so, so to go back, yeah. you so you sort of left. So you really studied hard for rugby. That Big was time. your main Big ambition time. when yeah. you was maybe 15, 16. Yeah. Literally rugby shaped yeah. ball eyes. That was all yeah. you was. That's all you were going for. Yeah, it was he- head down, no distractions. Your typical youngster trying to make it as a pro. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot, a lot of people who I went to school with will say like, I just wasn't. I, I wasn't interested in going out to parties. I wasn't interested yeah. in staying out late. Uh, missing the food I should have been eating. I was, you know, desperately trying to eat good food at school meals. Coming into school with protein shakes. Yeah, I remember. You were the first person lessons. to bring them in. It was yeah. actually sort of a topic of a joke, wasn't it? Yeah, you, yeah, was, yeah. you was always shaking a, yeah. a protein shake. Look at, <laughs> look, looking back on it now, probably like the biggest loser in the class. But yeah. In my head, Not I was really. the person who was going to you know, kick onto these massive things. And, yeah. You know, like we were speaking, speaking a bit before. and possibly... well, I should point out, me and Ollie have essentially done the podcast yeah. already. Because as we mentioned earlier, we were really good friends at school. <laughs> so we thought, let's meet up for a pint at Weatherspoons before. So we've already had this chat. But... Yeah, we're four pints in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you, you was at... Um, what was you saying there? Sorry. You was... can't remember. Uh, where was you? You was at school. You was at rugby. Protein shaking it up. Yeah, head down there. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was it. You know, I was fully committed to it. It was the only thing that I was ever going to do. Um, alongside it, I was doing school, GCSEs, A levels. They were important, but at no point did I consider that I wasn't going to play rugby. That yeah. was that was where I was. And and like yeah, like I said to you before, we, I think I maybe missed out on a few things through those years. I'm not saying I regret them, but I definitely missed out on a few things yeah. that I didn't need to. Um, because I took it so seriously, which is a shame. But but as I was saying, I've probably gone down a completely different path to you. Yeah. Uh, whereas you've been quite into your rugby and your fitness, I definitely wanted to be this freedom style traveller, <laughs> nomad individual that went off. And I now look back at the past six years for me and feel like I wish I lived it a bit more like yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the good point to raise off the back of that is it doesn't matter what you do anybody and how, what you've achieved anybody can look back and regret what they've done and feel like do you know what I mean yeah and it's it's. I look back at it and think you know maybe I could have enjoyed myself a little bit more yeah. you look back at it and think maybe a little bit less yes exactly so, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly that no, I, I think that's spot on and yeah. then 
and then obviously, so you had this dream and you had this idea. You was hundred yeah. percent committed. Yeah. And you have suffered really, really badly with injuries, haven't yeah. you? So yeah. talk us through that a little bit. So yeah, as I said, I was first time when I was eighteen. That was in about the June, July of that of that season. In the October of that year, I suffered, simplest of terms, multiple cruciate ligament tears in my knee. Um, it dislocated. It was a pretty horrendous injury. Um, I had to have surgery and all in all, 11 months out of rugby. You know, I was on crutches for months, leg brace for months. Yeah. It hurt for years. Like it was, it was a nasty old injury. And it took me, like I said, 11 months to get back, back playing. That was when I was at, then at uni. And at that point I was... I was interested in seeing how good I was after that injury, but at the same time, it wasn't important. I was, I wanted to get back playing, but I'd now decided that you know I've got to get a degree. Yeah, I've got to think what happens if this happens again. What happens if the knee goes again? Where am I going to be? Um, and that was a really important time that I look back at now and think I'm very lucky to have made that decision to go to university. To, to go uni. Yeah, yeah, if I'd have, I had options at the, at the time of the injury to sign other contracts, you know, change clubs, someone would take me on and rebuild. But I was 18 at the time and I was never going to play in people's first teams at 18. And if I hadn't gone to university, I, I would have massively regretted it. Yeah. Big time. Um, that was my first. And then about, well, a year or so later, but during that time I had broken bones, concussions, uh, torn tendons, things like that. All training or all games or just a mix of both. Yeah. Like you get concussions in training, you get concussions in games. I'm, suffering a little bit of a concussion now. And these things, you train so much, you do so much contact in training, uh, the likelihood of picking up injuries is so high. Like Nine times out of ten, you hear things coming out of England camps and stuff, boys have picked up some career-ending injuries yeah. in training. Um, so yeah, it, it comes when you least expect it. Um, but yeah, I got got back to my final year of uni um, in the January of my final year in uni, so a few months left, and did the pretty much the exact same injury to my right knee. Uh, at that point, that was then two knees. I was yeah, in yeah. my head. That was me done. Really? Yeah. You, was that as you as you did that injury? Was did you know the second oh, you went down, it's over. There's this, a there's a it. there's a feeling is you that, get when you do an injury properly. It's giving me goosebumps just to you imagine just, you just that know, feeling. Yeah. You just know that the feeling you're getting from that injury is this isn't good. Yeah. Like I've I've had it a couple of times, and it's you, you instantly know that's not right. Yeah. You think. Well, no, I obviously done it to the left hand side. I was well, like, that feels exactly the same. <laughs> to, to, to bring you back to the first injury, um, how long was you out? Eleven months. Eleven you, months. Yeah. What is it like to go through that injury and still get up every single day and decide that you want to work towards uh, going again? When it, was it hard? Like, tough. is it mentally tough? Incredibly tough. I had, I had evenings where I'd go home, obviously living at home with my parents, and like, I'll be honest, I was crying to my mum saying, "I don't want to go back in tomorrow." Yeah. I sent you before. I was turning up. Doing a gym session, doing a bit of rehab, doing a bit of physio, spreading that out across a seven-hour day, and then going home. And it was the same thing every day for eleven months. Yeah, so you were just bored, eh? bored, you know, just drained emotionally. At the time, you get six months deep, and you're not even running. Yeah, and you're like, what have I been doing for six months? I've been, and it's just you do lose sight of why you're doing it. Um, but at the same time, the expectation of the environment you're in. Is to do everything you can to get back as quick as you can. Mm. If you ha- if you're not in that environment, I can see how you can just turn away. Pressure from coaches, from yeah, from, from club. It's from... just it's not even pressure. It's just the expectations around you as a professional that you put athlete. on yourself as yeah, well. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That you know you can't just give up. Yeah, it's not even an option. You've come this you've far. Got, you've got to come through it. There's yeah. there's no real choice. And I think if you don't have that, 
you probably won't get through those kind of injuries. You know, if I was at school and I had that kind of injury, I'd have, I don't know what I've done. You'd have just, yeah. yeah. But in that environment, you come through, you 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 have people do it for you. Yeah. You have physiotherapists, you have S&C coaches, you have nutritionists, psychologists, they do it for you. And the easiest thing to do is turn up. Um, and so it was tough. I did not enjoy it any bit whatsoever. Hence why the second time it came around, I just turned around. I remember sitting on the bus back. We were up in Caldy in Liverpool. Playing. Playing. Yeah. Uh, and I was sitting on the bus back with all the boys. And I just remember drinking beers, playing cards and just saying to the boys. Proper I'm, boy stuff. I was telling them, I was like, I'm done. I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm yeah. not playing. I'm not playing rugby ever again. I've done both my knees. I got to think about other things. I was done. Was there any? Is there any way that you could have recovered from it and carried on playing? Or because of what we what we actually spoke about earlier is that you realised what you were missing out on yeah. alive, and was that what was going through your head? Do I want to go for another eleven months of rehab and then potentially happen again? That- yeah, that's that's the fear that I I absolutely have that fear. Daily now, yeah. Thinking, if I keep playing, it could happen again. And having had it twice, it's the last thing I want to happen. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy playing rugby, of course. Um, so it's a it's a real tough thing to come to grips with. That even on, like I said, a daily basis, you got to train it. You you're putting it on the line that it could happen again. Um, the likelihood is it won't. And that's something you have to tell yourself quite a lot. It's a, it's a fear that I imagine a lot of injured people do. Have. Well, any sportsman really, isn't it? Yeah, you're sort time. of a hot shot and everything's going good. Then as soon as your your, your leg goes, then you essentially, yeah. if you were basing your whole psyche, your whole confidence, everything you live for, as you was on just playing rugby, yeah. as soon as that knee goes, what are you? You're yeah. nothing to yourself and now, this, are you? This was like, a, a big struggle I had second time round. Because I, I was at a university and I was looking for something to do, was finding some sort of worth. You know, if I'm not the rugby player, mm. people introduce me, this is Ollie, he plays rugby, um, this, that and the other. If you I'm said not, that, that was like a big yeah. part, you didn't like it so no, much, did I'm, you? If I wasn't that, what was I? Yeah. In my mind, I knew, I knew that I was, you know, I was intelligent, I was funny, I was sociable, yeah. I could do this, I could go off and work, fine. What I couldn't get to grips with was having to tell people that I'm not what they think I am. I'm not the rugby player anymore. Yeah. And I was like, I just have no, I lost a little bit of self-worth at that point. I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this. Mm. Luckily, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, so, you've been yeah. fine, but I think that's really lucky for you. Like, as you've said, you're yeah. fair, you're academic, uh, uh, like, etc. But for people that might be in the sport that aren't, yeah. then, is that still recording? Yeah. The, the people <laughs> the people that um, aren't, haven't got maybe other attributes that are going to get them anywhere and dedicated their whole life to career, especially as the second tier rugby have yeah. just had yeah. their everything slashed. Yeah. A lot of clubs are going under. Yeah. You actually was in a meeting today where yeah. your club is pretty much said they're going to... Yeah. Go, I don't want to say they go under. Is it like... uh, they're, not, they're not going to go under, but the yeah. funding cut has affected us. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't go too much detail, yeah, but, but jobs will be lost and it's going to be totally different their next season. And that's left a lot of boys in a difficult situation where they're, they're almost having to make a decision as to what's more important to them. They're at different stages of their life and it's still playing rugby and the aspiration to go on and get to the premiership and get to internationals and earn loads of money, is that still there or is this a reality check for them where this is it? Now you're going to have to step away from professional rugby. Mm. Um, the club might not have the money there to support us due to the, the funding cuts and we have to make decisions as players. Yeah, yeah. So, And and is that uh, an emotion shared throughout the camp for everyone? Is there worry yeah. or are people 
giving it a bit of bravado to say, now nah, we're fine, we're, I'll be playing rugby. Of course, I'm always going to be playing rugby. I think like. in most rugby clubs around, we are, you're all going to be taking the piss out of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, we've had some cracking meetings over the last couple of days oh, really? so, about uh, what's going on, who's going where. Um, it's just brilliant. So I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough for everyone. It's not just us. It's coaches. It's yeah, of course, yeah. clubs around the league. Um, we're all being affected by it. And I think a lot of us will rely on rugby to get us out. I was saying to you beforehand how I'm now looking at part-time opportunities and using those links that I have with rugby to wiggle my way into jobs that I want to pursue. Yeah. Um, so the, the point I would like to highlight there from is yeah. a good one I like with the podcast is the fact that no matter what you do, as long as you're making a movement in something, it, yeah. it can come back to benefit you Absolutely. later on in life. So if, if something might seem pointless now, or not even pointless, but, but for anyone listening, might seem quite small now, then it can turn into anything. Yeah. Like I was saying, the, re- the whole reason I'm allowed to film this podcast in a really nice recording studio is because two years ago I volunteered to do hospital radio here where I had my own show on a Saturday and did that for six months. People, no one really said it, but a lot of people might say, what are you doing? You're just volunteering here. Like, what is okay, it didn't do anything for me at the time, but it's given me opportunity to have access to yeah, this, yeah. which has then yeah. led on to something that I want to do now. So question to ask from that is that what lessons did you learn from your career playing rugby? And we'll start from the beginning when you first got into it. Was it like a, a release for you? Was it an escape? Was it, what was it? From the very beginning, it was fun. It was just simply fun. Like, your mates were doing it, you were doing it, you was out there getting stuck in. And, you know, I was good at it, and that's what was fun about it. I yeah. was in amongst it. People were telling me I was good. I was playing well, I was scoring tries. It was great. Oh, you were brilliant, yeah. Thanks, man. No worries, man. <laughs> you I, were as well. If, if thanks, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you was in the first team, and if you were, because you used to play for London Irish, if you were playing that week, like we were yeah. like, yeah, we could probably win this. <laughs> but yeah, go on, sorry, carry on. Yeah, and it, it was, as I, as I got older and played more seriously, it was about achieving as much as I could achieve in the game. You know, Obviously, you're, when you're a kid, you're pushed to push and, and go as hard as you can and, you know, county selection, you go and do that. Then the next one's divisional. Then it's, you know, internationals start then talking and you just go and you go and you go. Um, and then I think, you know, maybe I got to a point where I was doing it because of how other people viewed it. Mm. I wanted to be a professional. I wanted to be playing the international stuff. I wanted to be as best as I could be because of how other people viewed it. Um, what, because it made you feel good that they were so happy for you to be professional? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. People would ask me what I do, and I'd be able to say I'm a professional rugby player. Yeah, great. Yeah. And they'd be able to go, oh, that's amazing. And yeah. then I'd get this sort of confidence boost. Yeah. I cycle yeah. around the country. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, thing, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Big time. It, it, becomes this dangerous, it becomes this dangerous thing where you base your whole self-worth on, yeah. achie- on achievement, yeah. which isn't healthy, no. is it? No, no, because probably lessons you've learned for the yeah, injuries. But... Because when I went off to university, you get to a place, especially in Loughborough where I went, everyone has done what you've done. You go out on a night out, you get talking to someone, and they go, oh, what are you doing? You're like, oh, study. And they're like, oh... What did you do before? You're like, oh, I played rugby. And they're like, oh, yeah, same. I was a GB rower. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, suddenly not so. Oh, dear. Like, we're all on a level part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you lose that, what, what you used to use is almost like being the the focus and the attention. Yeah. You've lost it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you kind of, I think uni was big for me because it taught me how to be a, a better person, a more well rounded person. Beyond just rugby, you, you actually yeah. developed a character and a personality, yeah, it, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest things that I think uni does for people is you get chucked out into your, your out of your comfort zone. And all of a sudden, you're having to find out who you really are. Yeah. What you really enjoy. Yeah. What are you 
what you're actually there for. You know, I had a real good couple of mates that I've come out of it with. Um, and, you know, we went there, all three of us, as rugby players, and we came out with... Oh, as men. <laughs> we, we, we went back to being rugby players. Yeah. <laughs> we came out, I know, one of them was working as a delivery rider. One of them was working as a delivery driver for Just Eat. I was doing a bit of personal training, yeah. stuff like that. We actually all Hustling. came out. Well, we all came out as... as people who understood how the world worked love it yeah and um we knew how to get along with people how to meet employers how to talk to people who are you know you're just bumping into in the street whereas before all we could do was talk to rugby players about rugby yeah yeah of course and you can it's quite funny we we used to spend a lot of time talking about other people and how they've not come out of that rugby bubble and how you can see that their whole life still is still about it even if from the outside you're like hang on a minute you're not that important they think in that bubble they are. I mean, you look at rugby, the people who watch it, it's like anyone. Mm. It's a big sport, of course, but compared to football, compared to cricket... I know, get that with football. You, you see professional footballers come out of football like that, and I think, like, what do you do now? And you yeah. notice they go around and they'll, like, attend football dinner meets. Yeah. So that's all they do. Yeah, and it's, it's just so much bigger. And when you're in rugby, it lasts for the whole time that you're in rugby. You, the whole time you're a professional, the whole rugby bubble surrounds you. When you come out of being a professional, you're just like everyone else. Yeah. Because it's just a hobby. As a footballer, as a professional footballer, you build yourself up, you play in the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, don't matter. When you come out of it, you're a professional footballer and so many more people care about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, which is why, you know, I sent you about using rugby now to get myself into a job. That's where it has to come in for me now. Well, you're using a previous thing you've learned, which yeah. is what you're talking about now, aren't you? Like yeah. an old sort of lessons learned through your experiences yeah. to aid you in your current living. Yeah. I mean, you see, you did it in the... This is what I want to encourage anybody listening to the podcast now, is that you did it for a rugby way. Like yeah. When I, I left school, I was telling you earlier, I went to Europe with 600 quid yeah, yeah, lasted yeah. eight months. I, I, I rented a flat in Barcelona for the first month. I'm only 18, and I had no money left because they wanted deposit flat things. Suddenly, yeah. I had 200 euros, and I've been away two weeks yeah all my family had said to me not all of them that's all right but said, we'll <laughs> see you next week mate see <laughs> yeah. you next week and so i got a job selling wristbands or on the ramblers like, which is the main like barcelona street and just they go right your job is to approach english people because that english people don't like anyone else so you need to go up and show banter and i was like yeah but i'm not really the barcelona holiday <laughs> lad kind yeah. of banter guy yeah but i learned my lessons you yeah i mean you should learn how to talk to people you just learn yeah. how to talk and i learned i learned what i am and what i'm good at and all these things and the and and this is something that I, I certainly don't have a career plan in selling wristbands in the streets of Barcelona. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I learned yeah. valuable lessons through that. Big and time. sounds like you've learned valuable re- lessons. What I was probably originally going to push you for is what did you learn about heart and career like on the pitch? But that's not where you've gone, which is interesting. You've gone yeah. with business and, yeah. and, and another. Like, what about confidence and things like that? Confidence has been massively, well, it's been massively improved through playing rugby. Sport in general gives you confidence because especially when you get to serious level, competitive level, people rely on you to yeah. do your job. You're somebody. As you yeah, and, and in every team, in every sport, you have a role. If, whether you're a coach, whether you're a physio, whether, and you're a player, you have a role in a team and you have to do that in order for the team to succeed. And suddenly, people relying on you means you have to be confident in yourself, otherwise you're screwed. Um, and, you know, rugby's given me that. I, I believe that I can deliver what people expect me to deliver. And, you know, I go meet employers now, like we're looking Beyond for Beyond rugby now, Beyond because rugby. of that, yeah. I, I, you know you can meet your targets. Yeah, people put me wow, in... Wow, I love I, that. If I say... If I, be, yes. if I think I want to do something, yeah. I'll at least 
oh, to tell myself I can do it. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's easy. Like, it's the first thing that comes to my head. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, well, can you go do this internship to gain a bit of work experience? Yeah, put me in front of the person. I'll talk my way into it somehow. Love it. Um, yeah. It's all about turning up, isn't it? Big time. Yeah. You can't turn away from these things. You have to put yourself in, get your head down, work hard, prepare. You can't just turn up and wing it. No. You have to put the work in. You have to prepare for these sorts of things. And it's the same with preparation for a game leading up to a Saturday. Is the same for preparation for a job interview. Is the same for preparation for anything you're going to do. You've got to put your head down. You've got to work to a point where you can go in there and just have a crack. Yeah, but again, I think there's there's sort of like this negative stereotype behind work because as I grew up and we went to the same school, you must work hard. You must. Work. It yeah. sounds so horrible and stressful, and yeah. it doesn't. Does it? It doesn't have to be as it seems. It, it can be just turning up and trying something or yeah. doing a bit of movement in another direction, attempting something new, and it will pay off further down the line. It doesn't have to be gruelling and no, physically draining people, and taxing. It, They make it out as if you should go home in tears, yeah. and that's the only way... And if you, you haven't, you're not doing you enough. You haven't worked hard yeah, enough, yeah. but I don't think... And, and, OK, that might stand true in the highest of the highest professional sports, yeah. maybe. But I think the genuine day-to-day person just has to just... Just go where they can, do what yeah. they can at the time, and in my short experience, I I think it will come off to benefit you later on. And you, and you've got to work like a lot of people talk about working smart as well. You have you don't work hard, but smart. Yeah, yeah you like have that. you know you have attention spans. You have people do certain things and learn certain ways. There is no point banging your head against a wall expecting it to fall down. Yeah, you want to try and learn of ways to pull it apart. How what works for you, and then work with that. Like for me, I'm studying a master's, like I mentioned to you before. I can't sit there for three hours reading and writing and reading. I just can't do it. I'd have like 10 minutes stint and I've got to check my phone. Yeah. 15 minutes and I have to go off and do something else, get up and make a coffee, make a tea. But I know that that's all right because that's how I'm working. Yeah. Don't mean I'm not working hard. No. It just means that I can't work for longer than that. I yeah. just, that's how I break it You get it aggravated up. and you stop taking things in, don't you? It just becomes like, well, actually... It's pointless. Yeah, and, it's you, totally and pointless. you turn against what you're, like, you're, yeah. like what you're, like what you're you, trying you end to up, achieve. You end up wasting your own time going over things that you're not even remembering. Do you think you'd have learnt these lessons if you'd have never had your injuries? Or do you think you'd have just carried on obsessing about rugby until it got maybe to a point, as we mentioned earlier, that you look back and go, Jesus, I've just spent 30 years playing rugby and I haven't learnt anything. I think in a strange way, I am almost grateful for the, 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 not the injuries themselves, but the opportunities that I've had as a result of them. The first injury I had... I qualified as a personal trainer and that now earns me money still today. Um, and, you know, I enjoy it and I meet new people from that and, you know, I help people from that. That's That would have never happened had I been injured. I'd yeah. have thought about it. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Someone else paid for it because I was injured. Yeah. And that would have never happened had I been fit. Um, I'd have never gone to university. I'd have never got a degree because I'd have been wrapped up in that bubble so much that I be- when you sign at 18, you believe that that's you done. You've got your career for the next oh, 12 years. Yeah. Um, I so I, I just totally get what you mean. I think yeah. that it, it, otherwise, it, it, if it was that easy that you just got signed and turned up every day, yeah. a lot of people are dedicated enough yeah. to to get to that point, then yeah. aren't they? There's a whole lot more to it that that you may be ignoring if you're yeah. if you're just focusing on too much that, that yeah. what you might need to be a professional professional rugby player, to be a professional football player, you haven't just got to be good at playing football. No. you've got. I think you've got. You'll to be, be lucky. You'd be lucky. Yeah. It's the same. Like my favorite lyric off the Libertines is uh, one of the so, to to make it. You've got to have the luck. You've got to have the look. You've got to have. You, I mean, there's there's yeah. more to Massively. your actual talent. Yeah, and 
a lot if you become too obsessed on one thing you ignore so much that you yeah. could be taken in and inside and the, that that's one of the big things i've learned as a result of injuries and stepping away and having a broader aspect to my whole life is that i look at people now and see things that by committing themselves fully to rugby and you know i'm not saying don't do that i'm saying that's important but you miss out on so many other aspects of your character of yeah. enjoying your life you know i Going skiing, I was talking to you about before, you can't go skiing when you're a professional player because you get injuries. You can't go out on the weekend and play a game of cricket in case you get, get injured. Like Socialising, you can't do that. Well, you can, but there's just limitations. Yeah, of course. If you break away from those limitations, you actually find aspects of your character, reconnect with old friends, things like well, that. Like and this podcast. Exactly. Has, you, know? and you, you get these sorts of things that come about and you think, oh, actually, I would have never done that. Had my head been buried in rugby still, yeah, so I'd have never come and met you at the pub and had a pint. And then I, I would have been... invited you onto the podcast. Alternatively, yeah, exactly. I would never have created this podcast if it wasn't for the the, the thousand decisions I thought. Well, I always believed were right, but a lot of people were telling me was wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, like, never... well, we were actually talking about this before about how we both agree that our your lives are almost written already. Yep. Um. So uh, my my view on this is it doesn't matter what decision I make or what happens to me, it's already written in stone. It will never change. It was always going to happen. And I think maybe that's come from the injuries that I've had. And I take a bit of comfort from it because, yes, at the time it's terrible, but there was nothing you could have done to avoid it. It was always going to happen. Maybe there's not a reason for it, but it's always going to happen. Um, And now, for me, moving forward in my life now, it's much, much easier to take things on because if they happen they're meant to if they don't they're not meant to and it helps you make decisions in the future like yeah. I, I you know I saw an, a, a thing in, on a pu- in a pub toilet the other day that said life can be lived forward what are you doing in a pub toilet well, well having a wee <laughs> <laughs> life can be lived forward but understood backwards do you know what I mean and it, I know it sounds silly but when yeah. you've had four beers and you look at that you go yeah that's so spot on <laughs> you leave the pub go on yeah yeah I'm changed right pour that drink down the sink <laughs> I've changed my mind yeah but, but no yeah exactly man. Like, I just think it's better than it's normally written on pub toilets. Yeah, yeah, exactly on the walls of that. Um, but yeah, alternatively, I think that that is what I wanted to highlight in this episode the most. Is that you? You were so so set on something, yeah, and wrapped up in it. Wrapped up in things. Something happened beyond your control, and then you had to make another move. You know, yeah. you you can't you could you didn't like give up on everything you know what I mean you decided to go another way and understand and maybe look at it that maybe it's a good thing this happened try and see it from that now I'm not saying every situation it's easy to go well this is probably a good thing but you find that angle and now you're coming out the other side with maybe not rugby but you still have your hobby intact playing rugby and a fairly bright future ahead of you in in law yeah I was saying to you before like I've got things that are now as important as rugby were so I've got, you know, I've got a missus, I, we, we live there, I've got a house, I've got rent to pay, that's important. Yeah. Um, I'm studying a master's in law, that's important. Yeah. I've now got to find a job, potentially, for next year, that's important. But these things are all on a level par with playing rugby, yeah. whereas before, it would be like, no, 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 I've got to do my rugby first, and then when I get home, I might do a little bit more and a little bit less, and it all comes second. Whereas now, well, I'm in a position where I'm going to have to, my, my job, potentially, is going to have to come before everything. Yeah. I always get sacked. Yeah. And then... You know, keeping my rent paid, that's important. That's got to come before playing rugby because otherwise I lose my house. Yeah. And all these things I'm actually excited by because it's the first time in my life where rugby hasn't been first. It's like, it's like you've regained control of yourself again. It's, yeah. it's like during during the time you were playing rugby, you were 
subconsciously in the background learning lessons or whatever you've come out the other end of it and now it's like a whole new world for you big time that you just did not even know existed because no. you had your head in rugby so no. much and it was everything's done for you and it is you, you, you yeah. are almost weird I didn't really think about it like this but you're almost just a, a piece of meat that's running and yeah. training and playing and yeah. while well, everyone else makes sure you're fine probes yeah. you checks your muscles and everything and you get, and does you it get feel your, like that sometimes yeah like, and, does and it? you get Ooh. your you get your worth in all of that from someone telling you whether you're good or you're not or whether you did well or you're not yeah and all of it comes down to your performance in rugby is your self-worth well tell the point you said about the routine every week same old thing oh yeah so so this is it's, good it's it's i was describing it as someone who goes to work and on a monday they get told they got a presentation on saturday and you need to spend all week preparing for it because it's a massive presentation saturday and you've got to deliver it and it's got to be perfect and you will be judged on it so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you've got your head in the books, you've got your head in the computer, you're typing it all up, making it look lovely, putting animations on it. And then comes Saturday morning, well, it's actually during the week, but say Saturday morning, they come up to you and they say, oh, uh, someone else is actually going to do that presentation. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And you, you've got this presentation <laughs> and you have to that throw it. That you worked on. And yeah. No one ever sees it. That's it, gone. You come back in Monday and the same person comes up to you. Puts it on your desk. We got a massive presentation this Saturday. Yeah, you need to spend all week preparing it, and on Saturday, and it's the repeated cycle. Sometimes you get picked, and you get to do the presentation. Great, you get that value, you get that worth, that you feeling get the pat of on self the back. Worth. Yeah, um, everyone comes in. You did well on the weekend of that presentation. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Must other be a great feeling. Yeah, I'm sure and then it is, other yeah. times you go the whole week. And you watch someone else get it. And you get injured. Do you think those people, then they're now looking at the next person that, to come and do that job yeah, you was doing. Exactly. And, and to look back on that, you, you were going, well, hold on, I thought I was somebody. Yeah. But he's now somebody yeah. and I'm now nobody. And the injury, the injury aspect of it is, the reality is, that no matter what you do, if you're injured, you don't get to do the presentation at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know... You're, you're still in the office. Everyone's yeah. still your mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're still in amongst it. And you, yeah. you still have to do the Monday to Friday prep. <laughs> yeah. But you, and you know from the start of the Monday that you're prepping for something you can't do. Um, and that's tough, you know. I two, can't imagine that. Two 11-month yeah. injuries from my knees, but each one taken forever. I know that the start day, I'm going to have to prepare for that presentation a hundred thousand times so, yeah. over and over again before I even get a chance of being considered to do it again. Yeah, and yeah. it's tough. So, it's tough. So, yeah, to conclude, it's it's something that you was you believed in so much, you went for it, it didn't turn out to be correct. Oh, I've not, yeah, I've not gone on to play Premiership, I've not gone on to play for England, it, it but might, wait, I've had a, a, a still going, relatively yeah. good career. Yeah, and, and you turn back and, and you look at it and, and say, well, that was good, like, you're still going to play it as a hobby, yeah. but you but you now also see a completely bright future ahead of you for whatever else is next, yeah. using the lessons that you learn throughout your career in this particular aspect. Yeah, and like I said, it's exciting. To, to mirror, this is what's so funny about like and how nowadays this is a good thing for the podcast why aren't you normal people are expected I think to go and chase the idea of normality chase the idea of Ollie Adams who's going for this rugby player position going for this going for injury turned around and now you're back here looking at looking at life the way I, what I did you know, I, I left school I I I did travelling I partied quite hard I actually went the other way you know and we are still now left me and you at pretty much the exact same space looking back over the last six years and going like Oh, I almost sort of like regret it, but but me. But it's brought us back to this yeah, point now. But meeting you as then today made me think. But you've gone the other way, and you're still in the same part. Yeah. And if anybody out there is listening, like and thinking that they've wasted the last six years of their life, 
So does everyone else. Yeah, whatever, whatever else you think that you're looking at that you wish you should have done, somebody out there is doing it yeah, and exactly. wishes they'd spent it another way. Don't waste the next six. Don't waste yeah. the next six. Look at what you're going to do next. How are you going to go now? But, um, yeah, man, I think that's 34 minutes, but that is probably, that's my favourite podcast we've done so far. Don't know, if I'm, it, don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I might be biased because you're my Yeah, old sorry, George Lewinsky, mate. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, George, he's calling you out. When are you going to come on for round two, George Lewinsky? Because he reckons he's got better podcast game than you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, man. So anything else you'd like to say uh, before we cut off to the to the trendy nice outro music that I've got prepped? No, uh, just that was quite dark. So don't take that too much. I do enjoy my life as well. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that that went dark. That was honest. That wasn't. That was if if someone was to meet you on the outside and see yeah. rugby players, I think it would intimidate a lot of people meeting you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. would intimidate people to go, "Wow, Ollie's doing so well doing this." And and what you've done here is essentially opened up and said that it isn't just what it looks like on the outside. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. We're not saying that you've had a really tough time. You obviously had great, great times. Time, yeah. Quickly before we go, playing rugby for me at school, I've I've never really played club sport since I left school, and I I loved it. The camaraderie, oh, the yeah. fear. I can still remember me and you because I was a hooker, you was a prop. Yeah. Will Waddell, Johnny Malian was on the other side. Good I boys. can just remember facing another group of lads and just going at them for the scrum. Mate, it was awesome. Aggression, release, just. We were talking about before the Italy tour we went on was. Yeah. I genuinely look back on that. Possibly one of the best things of my life, best yeah. time of my life. It was incredible. Some of the things that happened were just brilliant. We're like 14. We were 14. It was incredible. We were playing, because uh, in Italy they play in two-year groups. Do you remember the yeah. team that beat us 110 nil? And Miss Philp ran across the pitch to rescue oh, Joe Bracia on the floor. Yeah. Someone had an injury. Yeah. She ran across the in front of oh, the entire man. back line to try and see if the player was all right. <laughs> Missing an oncoming traffic of, of 16-year-old bearded, prepubescent, pubescent, post-pubescent, whatever, whatever those animals were Old. that we played. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely older than us men uh, yeah cool blimey Mate, they were incredible those tours incredible days man it's reminiscing so much and just the turning up every week being part of a team that I went t- on and yeah. took on you went to war yeah. didn't you you went to war every single week I'll tell you what I wish I could go back to school now. Oh, Don't ever think that. Oh, the time. Same mind you've got now, but go back to school. Yeah. Oh, and do you remember being back at school and people telling us, you wait till you leave school? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, shut up, yeah. I can't wait out Whatever, miss. Yeah. When I leave school, it's going to be... Uh, Desperate like, to get back yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what did we think the world was going to be when we was at school? What, was what this, did we do? What, I, just, like, I can't think of anything I actually did that was worthwhile yeah. while I was at school. What was yeah. this ultimate freedom we dreamed of? Like, <laughs> it was good. We why, had it. Yeah, yeah, we did. And why did the, why did we not realise? Like, how oh, do we mate. how do we tell the kids of tomorrow that they've got the, they're currently in the best time of their life? If they're at school now, listen to this. Go in tomorrow and do whatever you want and yeah. make memories doing it because it'll be class and you look back at it and think and ah, think how brilliant time. how brilliant was that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just if you the... want to go in and ignore a teacher and do whatever you want, be like Lewis did most of his career. Uh, <laughs> well, get stuck in. That's Ollie's advice, not mine. <laughs> I was I was one of those kids and I would recommend you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll we'll cut it there. Uh, I think that's probably perfect, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah. Yes. Ollie, thanks for coming on. No, no anyway, and um, until next time, I'm not sure who we've got on next week, but um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see it anyway. Everyone in Epsom. Won't be as good as this one. I can yeah, say that. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right.